Welcome back. Glad you could join me again for another podcast. Today I'm going to talk about something that mm, is going to make some people angry. And and that's okay. Everyone's allowed to have their feelings. But I'm going to tell you my opinion. Because this is my podcast. (laughs) And I'm hoping that somebody out there hears this. And it makes a difference. Okay. January 4th, after a winter break, a 17-year-old in Iowa walked into a school that he used to attend. And he started shooting. And a beautiful, a beautiful little 11-year-old boy got killed. And there were five other people wounded. And then that boy, 17-year-old boy, I believe, if I read the article correctly, he ended up killing himself. So there's many victims in this story. And the whole thing could have been prevented in a few different ways. So now you're thinking, oh, another school, another school shooting, another podcast on that. Well, I want to come at this from a different perspective, a little bit different. One that I don't normally hear people talking about. Okay. Yes, every school at this point in time should have a security guard at the front door protecting the children within. That, there's no question about that. My first point is, they don't, this is my opinion, they don't want, the government doesn't want to extend the funds to have that set up in every school district. Because they want, and I'm sorry, this sounds crude, but the, I, My opinion is that they feel if enough school shootings occur that everyone's going to band together and they're going to ban the guns in the United States. And everyone's going to go, oh, you're right. Every gun owner is going to say, yeah, you know what? Take our guns because we don't want this to happen anymore. Wake up, people. It's never going to happen. Everybody should be voting um, at their school board meetings. They should be talking about it. They should be voting on it. Everyone should be pushing to have security guards at the front door. That's my point number one. That's not the main topic, but that is a point that I want to bring up. Okay. And there's a reason why they want to take our guns, folks, but that's another podcast. Okay. Now... Point number two, this 17-year-old child who committed this horrendous crime, come to find out, he was bullied. He was bullied throughout his whole school career, quote-unquote. He was bullied. And yes... I know schools have a lot in place to stop bullying. 
But how is a child in school, from elementary school to high school, being bullied? Don't tell me that there were a lot of different bullies doing this. Yeah, I'm sure sprinkled here and there throughout the years, maybe different groups of kids did it. But don't tell me there wasn't a few very specific people doing the bullying. Because that's normally how it goes. Why were those kids still in school? That's a question. Why are not parents pushing for laws in schools? You know? One, two, three strikes, you're out. You get caught bullying three times, you're out. You are no longer allowed to come to this school. Suspensions. Who cares about suspensions? Kids don't care. It's a day off. Kick them out, and their parents are going to get a little bit angry. And that's another point. What kind of a kid are you raising that they're bullying other children? What kind of a parent are you that you don't know if your kid is bullying other people? And if you don't know, why? How, are you not, how do you not know? I'm sure the schools are contacting you. And why are you not spanking your child? I don't care spanking is against the law. Forget about it. Your child is a bully. You either are a bad parent or you're abusing your own child. I mean, I mean, those are the two points. You're either ignoring your child and not raising them right and not teaching them kindness and compassion and how to, how to treat other people, or you're hurting your child and your home environment is bad. I mean, those are the two options. I just don't know another option. Yes, there are some cases where children have, you know, some kind of aggression, um, uh, mental health thing. That is a whole different story. Okay, that's a, you know, there's kids on meds because they're aggressive. You know, I understand there are circumstances where you are a good parent but it's a physical, you know, it's a psychological thing and your child is on meds. That's different. I'm talking about everyday people. If you don't know your kid is bullying someone, you're ignoring your child. Or you're hurting your child. There you go. There's that. Okay, so there's one perspective. Okay, bullies should be kicked out permanently out of the school three strikes you're out sorry dude go to school somewhere else i don't care seven year old 12 year old 15 year old if you if that child has a pattern of bullying they don't belong in the school period the end because they're causing damage to a lot of other kids with their bullying okay School should be a place that kids could go. Yes, every, there's always going to be someone who makes fun of somebody else. That's not the kind of bullying I'm talking about. I'm talking about hardcore harassment. Vicious, vicious words on a regular basis. Okay, I'm not talking about the occasional making fun of each other. 
every child is going to do that. You know, every child has to deal with that. It's part of life. You know, they have to learn to, to deal with, you know, being made fun of here and there and criticism. I understand that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about hardcore bullying. And here is another point, which is really the main point of this podcast. Took me a while to get there, but here I am. If your child is being bullied and you allow them to stay in the situation, shame on you. Shame on you. Now, this child, this 17-year-old, his family and friends, according to everything that I've read, knew he had been being bullied throughout the years at school. And you let him stay in school? Oh, my goodness. I, I am very sorry for those parents of this 17-year-old boy. They lost a child, too. And his family members and friends, I'm sure they're grieving and they loved him. But if you are allowing your child to stay in a horrific environment, and even if it was different people bothering this, this kid throughout his school, his school career, shame on you for allowing your child to stay and be harassed. And I know there's going to be people getting very angry at me on this podcast. I'm sorry. There's always a way to homeschool your child. There's always a way to earn money, especially these days. In the past, I don't know, however many years, working from home is, is, is a norm these days. So many people work from home. There are ways to earn money from home so that you can be home with your child and keep them in a loving, safe environment. Sorry, it's true. When I had young ones, when mine were little, and this was over 30 years ago, approximately, somewhere around there, I found things... To earn, a th- I found things to do from home to earn money. I did. Am I saying, oh, I'm the greatest? No, I did it out of necessity. I had to. I could not afford daycare. Well, I had one in school. He was in uh, kindergarten. And then I had a three-year-old. I couldn't afford, I was a single mom. Well, my marriage stopped working. (laughs) So, um, when my husband and I got divorced, my first husband and I got divorced, um, and I wasn't getting any financial support from him. It's all good. He's, we're good friends now, but I mean, back then I was getting zero financial support. So I had to find a way. Yes, I did go to the, um, government and say, Hey, I need some food stamps. I'm not embarrassed to say that. I don't care. I did what I had to do in order to take care of my children because I couldn't afford daycare. 
And so I watched children from my home to earn money so that I could pay my bills. In addition to getting a little help from government. So what I'm saying is, if your child or if you're a grandparent and you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I, you know, I know my grandchild is being harassed, then you should be talking to your son or daughter about your grandchild and get them out of that. Think about, would you send that child to a neighbor's house that you knew their children were going to be hurting your, your grandchild or your child? intentionally like would you just you know who would do that so I'm sorry that's I just want to say if you know that your child or grandchild is being harassed at school help make a difference grandparents step up watch your grandchildren help them be homeschooled Help your child raise their child. You know, when you become a parent, it's not, okay, you know, mine are 18, you're out the door, you're an adult, you know, you're on your own. No, we're parents forever, forever. If your child needs help raising their, chil- their children, then you need to step up. I'm sorry if you're tired. You know, if you got to help a little financially, help financially. If you don't have the money to give them to help with daycare or whatever, then watch your grandchild. Or do something for your child. Do something. There's always a way to help. Make them meals, right? Make some extra food. Help put it on their table. I don't care. Get creative. What I'm saying is, you know, families need to band together. It does take a village to raise a child. It does. So the school is responsible for this situation in Iowa, for sure. The, the parents are, and yeah, the 17-year-old is obviously, he was the one to pick up the gun and do this. He made that decision. But he was battered. He was beat down. Years of Years of being harassed and bullied. Years of it. There's only two things that are going to happen. It's going to change you and you're going to make sure you are kinder and gentler and more compassionate to people or you're going to become violent. I mean, those are the two choices. If you're harassed, if you're bullied... You're either going to become a bully or you're going to make sure you are overly kind. I mean, that's, you know, people don't go through years of abuse like that and walk out unscathed. It doesn't happen. Right? And what about the school? Yeah, get rid of the bullies. Yeah, you know a child is constantly being bullied. And I don't know if the school did this or not, so I'm just speaking in general. I don't know what services this school might have offered the children, but I know that 
I, I know that they don't normally do this, but if you know a child is being bullied and their parent is leaving them in the environment, that child should be seeing the school psychiatrist or counselor on a regular basis because they have things they need to talk about. They need someone to let them know outside of their mom because kids don't usually listen. Oh, it's just my mother. They need someone outside of their, their, their home to tell them it's not you, it's them. You're a good person. You're okay. Let's talk about this. How does it make you feel? They need to be able to vent. So there's a lot of things that could have taken place to prevent this horrible tragedy. Just horrible. And so something that everybody can do, wherever you are, is start calling your school districts, where you live, where you reside, where you, wherever, rent, whether you own or rent, everybody should be calling the schools and saying, what do you have set up for these bullying situations? How are you taking care of these type of situations? Go to the school board meetings. Let it be known that you want things set in place. They all go, oh, yeah, we have a no tolerance for bullying. What are you doing for the victims? Oh, what's your bullying policy? Are you just suspending them? Is it three strikes you're out? And, and how are you helping the victims? My goal here is not to try to raise a bunch of soft little um, whiny children that can't deal with conflict. But bullying these days is way different than bullying when we were young. Let's, let, when I was younger, when I was in school. I'm still young. <laughs> when I was in school, back in the 70s and 80s, right? Bullying back then is way different than bullying now. It's at a whole different level. I mean, some of the stuff that comes out of these kids' mouths, some of the stuff they do, and, and the fact that there's social media, you know, makes it even more intense because these kids can't escape it when they go home. And it's up to us as just a community. Every community should be going to their schools and finding out and pushing for better laws within the school, better rules within the school, not... Listen, and again, I'm going to say this one last time on this podcast. I'm not talking about, oh, let's coddle all of our children. I never coddled my kids. I mean, I would never have allowed them to be bullied. But I didn't coddle my kids. Believe me, if you knew my children, my adult children, <laughs> you would know that they were never coddled. As much as I was a huggy, kissy, I love you, smushy mommy, um, you know, uh, some people might have thought overprotective, but I didn't coddle them. Like, I didn't say, 
you know, you know, I made them be tough. You know, if so, you know, they had, they, they had, they had situations where they had to toughen up and I made sure, you know, get over it, fight back, fight back. I gave them the tools necessary to fight back. Not, not, I'm not talking, yeah, yeah, physical fighting if you have to, always. My kids were, hey, go ahead. But that was a last resort. That was a last resort. I taught my kids how to, you know, and which everyone should. Get over it. It's okay. Someone calls your name. Get over it. Let's move on. You know, that's, that's, that's child's play harassment. I'm talking about the bullying that goes on constantly. So anyways, let's start people. Start this. Really, seriously, think about this. Tell others we got to start making different rules. Will it stop all the school shootings? No. Schools are an easy target because most schools are not allowed to have teachers that carry guns. You know, which in some cases that's okay, but there should be, there should be security guards walking around. There should be better security for our children. I mean, government officials, you can't get into a government building. You know, I mean, think of, look at, look at, look at the, look what they have to protect them. They have a lot, but they don't want to give that out for our children. So think about that. They're all hyped up on protecting themselves, but they're not hyped up on protecting our children, our most valuable assets. Not that, so that's another thing. Bring it up. Security guards at the schools. So those are my points today. Let's think about that. Let's start making a difference. Let's start reaching out to parents and say, how can we help you? How can we help you? Because look at the world the way it is. I'll tell you what. There were a lot of parents that were not very good. If you look at the world, the rioting, if you look at this woke generation, there were a lot of parents that dropped the ball, a lot of communities that dropped the ball. Now, obviously, I know that a lot of this stuff going on in the world is paid, paid for. A lot of riots are, a lot of people are getting paid to riot. A lot of people are being allowed to bust through stores like in California and, and loot and riot and loot and riot and everything else. I understand that. All that looting, a lot of it's paid for. But my point is, if we as a community, if if we as citizens of the United States stop accepting this and trying just to, oop, take care of our four and no more, right? Oh, it's it's not in my area, so it's all right. It's not on my street. It's, It's not affecting my household. We should care about each other as community as citizens of the United States. Stop looking at our differences and start looking at helping each other. We all are in 
the school districts. We all have a right and a responsibility to take care of our children. It does, like I said, like they say, take a village to raise a child. So, hope you think about this. I hope you consider what I had to say. I hope there are people out there that are going to start stepping up. Let's take our schools back. Let's take this United States back to what it used to be. Come on. We could do this. We could do this. We just have to put forth energy, effort, time. But we could do this. There are no differences. There's one God. There's one God. There's one Lord, Jesus. There's one creator. I don't care what part of the world you're from. I don't care you're white, black, Asian, Native American, whatever. Uh, Puerto Rican. I, I don't care who you are, what you are. I don't care. It's not us against them. It's us together against, I'll say it, against the people who make the rules who, who, don't, who aren't really thinking about our kids. They just go do their job and they're not really considering the damage that's happened to Johnny and Susie and Billy and all the kids going to school. They say they are, but they're not really. Because if they really cared, they wouldn't worry so much about gun control and the way that they're doing it. They'd worry about controlling with guns. Let's control the situation at schools with guns. That's how, that's the kind of gun control we need. Let's control the environment at school and keep the outsiders out and keep the violence out. Let's make sure that somebody can't walk into our schools or even is on the property. I'm sorry, do you have a reason to be here? I mean, they should be met in the parking lot. They shouldn't even make it up to the school doors. That's how much security we should have for our children. We don't need to take guns away from people. Because the bad guy's gonna still find a gun. They're not saying, oh, well, the law says we can't have them. All right. That's that for today. So um, hope you have a wonderful, blessed day. I hope you think about some of these things. Please um, share this podcast. Let's get the word out. We don't need to be divided. All right, guys, be blessed. <laughs>